Hello, everyone, and welcome to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out on the internet. And I did not, I, doing this live, uh, I've made so many mistakes already today during the Goloverse podcast marathon. And uh, I um, forgot to do the whole, on this episode of Geek Out Loud, yada, 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 blah, 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 yaggity, schmaggity, blah, blah. So already we're off to a fantastic start. Let's be honest here. Um, I would say we'd fix it in post, but you all know better than that. But what I want to do right now, right out of the gate, is just bring in our guest. Um, and I was really, uh, I was really torn on what kind of entrance music to play for these guys. I like to always give a little bit of bed music and entrance music to our guests. You know, Arish for Pass the Corn, he likes Indiana Jones. Uh, Derek has the stuff he likes. In fact, you'll find out what we're going to start playing for Derek whenever we introduce him later on today. And uh, so with these guys, I started kind of digging around to find some stuff. I, st I started here... That's the old uh, droids cartoon theme song, and I thought, well, that'll, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. But then I thought, you know what? No, that's a little too Star Warsy specific. We're not. We're we're talking. We'll probably get into the wars a little bit today because we always do. And I thought, well, but these guys are so retro, and they're like me. They're from the '80s, and what's a fun '80s kind of grooving song I can play to maybe bring them in that they'll know about that everyone else will kind of relate to too? And so I decided to throw this up there, see how this sticks. I mean, like, listen, you've got synthesizer going. You've got uh, you've got the build-up happening. Oh, yeah, and it's just like you just feel it like, oh, something magical is about to take place. Who in the world could Steve be introducing that's going to just blow our socks off and blow our minds for the Gulliver's Podcast Marathon? And then it rocks into the mask theme. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and I thought, no, no, that's not, that's not going to cut it. And I finally settled on this. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome to the show a podcast that, uh, as I've said multiple times, should have been part of the Goliverse. And uh, these are the Techno Retro Dads. If you're not listening to Techno Retro Dads, you're making a mistake. So please welcome to the show Shaz Bazaar and his buddy a mile high up in the sky, Jedi Shwa. Stop it now! Murgatroyd. Oh, that, that's quite an introduction. Well, it's usually they just play they just play the uh, baby elephant walk from Lawrence Welk when I walk into a room. That's typically what represents me. I think. Well, what is the baby elephant walk now? Oh, you know. Doo, 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 <laughs> okay all right i didn't know that was called the baby elephant walk yeah yeah that's that's it's an educational people think program. you learn you learn something new every day you learn something new every day when you talk about me and my childhood all right all right, that's Jedi Schwa. If you're wondering, the one, the guy who sounds like he's a million miles away talking in a tin can is Jedi Schwa. What? Uh, you heard? Oh my word! <laughs> I don't sound good, huh? <laughs> we'll work it out. We'll work with. We'll it. work it out. We definitely have to figure this out. In post, I will. I will run it all through a beautiful sound machine, and I'll dehiss it and everything. 
We'll make you sound glorious. And of course, there's the aforementioned Shaz Bazaar. What's happening, Shaz, with you, sir? Do we need baby storms? Lots uh, of storms. Yeah, they're all over the place down this way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, was that a problem? Do you feel like how would how to listen? I got to tell you guys, that's probably one of the longest introductions I've ever given anyone. <laughs> I feel honored and uh, <laughs> honored, honored. <laughs> And we can, um, we, we, you know, we, I just, I felt like I didn't know what I wanted to play for you guys. And I, I really did. This was my thought process last night when I was getting everything set up. I'm like, what do I play for these guys to bring them on? You know, do I do some old Sid and Marty Croft stuff? You know, oh, do I, good. right. And, and, and then I just said, on, no, we're doing the Seagull song. <laughs> Seagulls is, 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 has become a, a, a song for, for me. I love that song. Well, you know I love it. Yeah. You play it in the car whenever you pick me up. About, I mean. Yeah, about 50 times we played it that day. <laughs> so. But, you know, Light the Sky on Fire. Light the Sky on Fire, fantastic tune. Oh, yeah. Listen, hey, I'm, I'm, all, about, I'm all about that song, and, and it doesn't stop being funny to me, which is, which is just you know a feat in and of itself, that something can maintain its humor in the midst of... Uh, in the midst of in the midst of me listening to it over and over again, because you know how things are that are funny. Usually they get old after a while. No, this one has not gotten old. I have not, not watched yet. Empire Strikes Back since since I. You I, still hadn't watched Empire since. I have not, not yet. Schwa, have you have you tried to watch Empire with the seagull song stuck in your head? <laughs> uh, no, did the movie? I haven't I haven't seen the movie yet. No. Okay. <laughs> with that. <laughs> well, you know, Rogue One completely changes it too. Completely changed the singles song. All of it. Isn't that what we're saying about Rogue One these days? Completely, completely changes the way we see it all. I amped up the intro to Star Wars. Oh heck yeah! Listen, I've got a new complaint about Rogue One that I don't feel like people have jumped on enough. It's too dark in the theater. No, mm -mm. that's a completely different complaint that I've still yet to experience. I've experienced it again. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you guys are just getting old. Have your eyes checked. Uh, uh, I've experienced it like, too. It's, it's, the, it's the projectors. That's what I've been saying. It's the projectors. It is. Yeah. Schwa, by the way, you sound a, a, a million times better. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I took some coffee, so no, thank, better now. So. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, I, here's my complaint that I realized. That they, number one, where is Prune Face in Rogue One? Ori Marco. Ori Marco. I, I heard his name on Bruising Blasters last week. It's Ori Marco. Well, I'll, he'll always be prune face to me. <laughs> yeah, there's multiple prune faces in Return of the Jedi. Are there? Re- um, yeah. No, I've only, only seen the one. one. Really? Yes. I didn't know, but I'll tell you what I've just now realized based on the memes that have been floating around is, is I never saw that Mon Calamari in the background not be able to find his monitor to hit the button. On home what? one, okay. On home one, and it's been kind of floating around lately. When you watch the battle scene behind Akbar, there's a Mon Calamari. He looks up and he goes to hit a button, and there's just nothing but wall there. And he starts to move his way down. <laughs> <laughs> he slowly moves his way down till he gets it. This you know, explains why nobody got away. That's right. Well, this is in Return of the Jedi. It's Jedi, yeah. On home one, yeah. On Akbar's ship, um, but. That's- 
but yeah, it's pretty funny. But then there's how do you make glasses for a mon cow? I don't. You, <laughs> I think they do two monocles. Yeah. Right. No, they just put two big fish bowls just right over their eyeballs. Mm. You know, here's something. Do you guys? Everyone are always like they're lobster people. Lobster. People. I always looked at them more as like catfish type people. Yeah. Yeah. Catfish people. I thought they got a squid looking head. And they talk like a catfish would talk. They, yeah. don't, they don't look anything like lobster. Well, other than like the hands down toward yeah, around the, arms, the hands, yeah. the arms. I maybe. I mean, they don't have claws. No, they anything. don't have claws, but there's like that thing right above their hands that kind of poofs out. It looks like it's some kind of crustacean type shell. Welcome to Geek yeah, Out Loud, everybody. A little bit. A, a little bit. I, I always thought of them more just as, uh, you know, like sea creatures with flippery kind of yeah. things but yeah i'm with you the it's the mouth the little things hanging off the mouth that make them look like catfish that's what i always thought yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they kind of have that catfish look about them so there's no prune face in rogue one i feel like that was a missed opportunity and in a surprise move there's no ishy tib in there rogue is one no ishy tib yeah there's not nearly enough aliens in rogue one i don't think well in, in any of the new star wars agreed well, now, I was pleased that there was there seemed to be more aliens in the new Star Wars than there were in Force Awakens, but that's true. You know, I just I was like, you want obscure aliens that do you want to do fan service? Forget Red Leader and Gold Leader. Throw in Prune Face and Ishy Tib. Yes, yes, and a little tin numb. <laughs> Twelve, thirteen. <laughs> I'm still waiting for some more live action Hammerhead, man. That's. Oh, what I want to see. Some Athorians, some live action Athorians. Yes. yes. Definitely. Yeah. We haven't Sorry, had that derogatory. I didn't mean to mean to be rude. Sorry, Hammerheads. Uh, I mean, Athorians. Is Hammerhead, didn't they, did they say that in the books that it's derogatory? I don't know. Did they no, say that? No, but Maybe. I mean, his name, he's an Athorian. And when you say Hammerhead, you know, you're just making a, a xenophobic reference to his, to his looks. Right. That's what it is. Well, I'm not, I'm not scared of him. <clears throat> Well, they love plants. Who can right. be afraid of? Yeah, right. <laughs> how about how about in the old New Jedi Order when they uh, when they just destroyed uh, Ithor? By the way, oh, that was wasn't that uh, wasn't that old Jason Solo that did that? Or am I thinking something else? It was the Yuuzhan Vong. Yeah. It was the Yuuzhan Vong that did it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Jason they... Solo attacked Kashyyyk, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. Did that? Is that what happened when he went bad? Yeah, I think so. What he do to Kashyyyk? Oh, he like blew up a bunch of you know sacred trees and stuff like what, that. What what a jerk! And then you turn around uh, uh, and they do it again in uh, in aftermath life debt. Spoiler alert! <laughs> You're supposed to do that before. Oh well, big mistake, oh, well. big mistake on my fix part. Fix it in post. Well, I'm not going to fix that in post. Listen, if if there's one thing I've found out about myself already today is is I probably need to stop doing this podcast thing altogether because my mouth just refuses to work. Correctly. Well, I, I'm hearing but that that's Hu what Flung makes it Dung should be in Rogue One. Who flung Dong in Rogue One? That's what I'm hearing. Who flung Dong in Rogue One? Um. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Need Sorry, to, we're crossing the streams. Yeah, now. we're we're crossing the big honking show stream. Which, what's funny is everyone who listens to big honking show listens to Geek Out Loud, but not everyone who listens to Geek Out Loud listens to big honking show. There's this weird Venn diagram. Is that what they're called? The circles. Yes. Circles or Venn diagrams. Yes. All right. Thank you. I knew Schwa. I knew you'd know. We're, we've got an educator on the line with us. So <laughs> always want to educate. But I we also this. have we also have techno retro dads with us, and that's and the, and the reason I want to have you guys on is uh, because we are 
taste and interest generally fall right into the same categories with each other. And the stuff you talk about on your shows so often, I'm like, I should be talking about that, but now I can't because the techno retro dads <laughs> have talked about it and stolen my thunder. And every now and again, you'll say something. I'm like, well, I must let them know this correction. I, I'd go Scott Rifen on, you know, I'm like, well, they're wrong about this. I got to let them know. I, exactly. I don't mind being told I'm wrong. I, I appreciate it actually. So you go for it anytime I screw well, Sometimes it, I screw up deliberately just because I haven't heard from you in a while. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Surefire way to hear from Steve. Make a Superman mistake. <laughs> I just make up stuff while we're going and call it a techno retro fact. There you go. <laughs> Isn't that the way it works? You know, yeah. You, yeah. you can say whatever you want to. Hey, one of the cool things you guys do on your show is the history section where you literally take fiction history and you put and, and there's calendar dates to it like this week in such and such a year at such and such a time and i like doing that i've run out of time to do that the past month yeah we guys been so verbal so vocal yeah. about everything but i just i love i love it because it like gives this awesome timeline and ends up connecting all these different universes so, like, you'll be like, on this day in 1985, Marty McFly went back in time to 1955. Also, on this week, you know, later on, a few years later, such and such would happen. It's like, oh, wow, it totally just, it, it starts to tie the universes together. And it's a fun, it's a fun way to kind of look at the stuff we love. And I'm sure there's a lot more than what we cover. You know, I, I've started trying to keep some records while I'm watching some movie or something that mm -hmm. brings up a date. I try to highlight it but yeah so many times it's gone past it so many times now did you um did you get did, but did this start like with something that was maybe online or do you just yeah it started with something online mm -hmm. and uh i forget where i forget where it is and so now you keep up with your own uh, it's a mixture that's it's amazing. a mixture of things that we found and that we find on on a, various timelines here and there you know you'll find different mm -hmm. things but uh, you know, it really all started when uh, my dad pointed out to me while we're watching Karate Kid. Mm -hmm. He said he's got the same birthday you have because his birthday is the night before the competition, and the competition's on December nineteenth. I was like, "Huh? Dates you, in movies? You mm. share a birthday with the Karate Kid? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Now, what year? December nineteenth of what year? I I don't know what year was. Uh, well, you know. I don't know how old he he turned sixteen, didn't he? In uh, in Karate Kid, what mm. year was that? Nineteen eighty three. That's what I'm asking. Is after that is what year did Karate Kid come out? Was that eighty five? Karate Kid was eighty five, wasn't it? Was it eighty five? So then he would be sixty nine, right? No, I'm saying what? No, eighty four was Karate Kid. I was <laughs> asking. <laughs> I wasn't no, asking how old. Yeah, I was asking what year would the did that tournament take place and so now so you would say based on the release year that yes. it was december 19th 1984 right okay so his birthday would have been december 18th mm -hmm. he had been born december 18th 1968 okay and then my theory and then karate kid 2 picks up later on about six months later right yeah even though it doesn't take doesn't isn't released at that time so see then you got all the crossing of the timelines mm -hmm. and it gets so confusing was he only turning <laughs> was he only turning 16 guys because yeah i think that was the whole point of him getting the car <clears throat> i thought it was just because he was broke um 
Because in Karate Kid 2, he, he looked, uses... He looked about 16, though. I guess. Oh, he was already driving his mom's car, wasn't he? Before that. With so her, I bet he with, with her in it, so I mean, he might have had just his learner's license. Yeah, but different states, different things, you know. Who knows That's what true. In but, California, you can get your license. But in Karate Kid 2, doesn't he give up a little bit of college money to go to Okinawa with Mr. Miyagi? Yeah, so maybe he was 18. That's what I'm thinking is maybe, and he was at his prom. That's who he, he went to the prom with the girl with Elizabeth Shue, and then she broke up with him off screen <laughs> between yeah. Karate Kid and Karate Kid Two. <laughs> but uh, Karate Kid Two starts like the next day, doesn't it? It's a no. It's a well. The, Karate Kid Two. Karate Kid Two opens up with the end of the tournament and out in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, and then it flashes. Yeah, the, I, I think like four or five months later. But he lets her drive his car, doesn't she? Mess up his car. Yes, and and yeah. and she also leaves with some football player. See, we're here to talk about Karate Kid. And See he's, how how easily I can subvert the show. And he's like, I got no focus, Mister Miyagi. I got no focus. And he's like, Breathe, Danielson. When I need focus, I work. And he brings him to go nail the nails into this into the guest house where he'll be staying. Yeah. While his mom, maybe he. Women weaken legs. Mm, that's that's Rocky. <laughs> you got me thinking about Elizabeth Shue now. It's like she broke with the, up with him off screen. Yes. And then she put her master plan into place to uh, take you know the persona of Marty McFly's girlfriend mm-hmm. and slowly replace her without you know Marty re- noticing. And some sometime in that time frame she had some adventures in babysitting mm-hmm. and um you know who i always get elizabeth shoe confused with though is the uh the whale lady elizabeth from sock no oh look at that look at you being funny <laughs> look at you bringing the jokes you're a funny guy you're a funny guy um no the the lady uh the whale lady from uh star trek four the voyage home Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the one that uh, totally, totally uh, just. What, what do you call it when uh, you know the you think a girl likes you and then uh, turns out that she never liked you anyway and she just uh, goes off with someone else. She did that to Kirk at the end, right? He's well, like, yeah, you know, you want to get together. Well, she's uh, <laughs> she's going no. to go. No. <laughs> She's going to. Uh, he takes her to the future. Right. He takes her to the future, and then he's uh, he's like, "Hey, let's go get some dinner." And why? No, I'm I'm busy. I gotta. I, well, yeah, she's I day with a whale, man. Yeah, she's got to go help them keep the whale keep up with the whales and to learn about the future and stuff. So she's like, "I'll see you around space, cowboy." Uh, yeah. Yep. She yep. was leading leading him around. Come on. Oh, come on! <laughs> Kirk just didn't understand how to deal with women from the '80s. Now, y'all, she does look like... I'm, that's true. That's a good point. That's true. She does look like... Eliz- I'm, her and Elizabeth Shue could pass for sisters. Yeah, I think Rifen says it's Catherine Hicks. It is Catherine Hicks, and uh, she was the mom in Seventh Heaven. Yeah. And she played Carol and Peggy Sue Got Married. See, look at all these crossing of the streams. Mm-hmm. Now, so. in Seventh Heaven... Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with our, our conversation at all. But was it who was the dad in Seventh Heaven? Seventh Heaven, the dad was a man named Stephen Collins. He played the. Was, but wasn't that the guy? 
Wasn't he the guy in Star Trek The Motion Picture? The motion he picture was in Star Trek The Motion Picture, yes. Oh, yeah. look at that. I never I, I never knew that connection. Right look there. at that. I didn't Trek either connections. until just now while I'm IMDBing it while you talk. I'm getting my Google I'm getting my Google foo warmed up for our for our main discussion, by the way. Welcome, right. welcome to Geek Out Loud, everybody. Um by the way, this well, I do thank you guys for being on with us, and we are uh, raising money uh, not only today live marathon at mixer.com slash goalaverse, but all week long we'll be raising money at uh, you can give to Cure. You can find out more about them at curechildhoodcancer.org, and you can give at our first giving page we've set up, which you can get to easily by going to geekoutonline.com slash cure. And right now we're currently at $1,115 Uh total now if you're listening live you're showing 880 on the page but remember there was that big mistake that was made and so 235 extra dollars add to that to bring us to 1115 total which is 22.3 percent of the way there so we are doing well to only be a couple hours in and be already 20 percent over 20 percent of the way to the goal so keep giving and keep letting people know about it tweet out to your friends facebook your friends let them know that this is happening and it's a great way they can give and uh, and help out uh, an incredible cause. So we'll we'll do it like the old PBS marathon. See, like uh, if you if you donate now, that gets Schwa off of the show faster. See, so the more you give, Uh-oh. the less you have to hear me. See, it works out great. Mm, that's true. See mm. now, nobody's going to give anything till you're off, till, till you're off, so that they don't. No, no, they got to try to like. Show. Okay, come on. How much can we give? We got to get rid of him. All right. That's true. I, I would think so. I would think so. Yeah. Um, but the reason I'm having you guys on, and we may end up with, and I want to, and I want to open this discussion up to him without telling you guys, uh, without I'm springing this on you guys. I want to open it up as well to Scott Rife, and if he decides later on to call in. Um, but the reason I want to have you guys on is because I, I wanted to talk. I got this idea. I think listening to you guys talk about some stuff from the 70s and 80s you were talking about the super friends oh yeah and and that gave me the idea i'm like you know what there were so many great cartoons uh from the 60s 70s and 80s particularly uh by a company that's no longer with us um they're they're defunct they they got folded into the warner brothers uh a turner uh time warner corporation uh several several years ago and I'm talking about the Hanna-Barbera company. Which confused me greatly whenever I was young. How did, what? I called it Hanna-Barbara. Mm-hmm. And my sister, you know, <laughs> older sister said, you idiot, it's Barbera. Mm. I said, nah, no, there's no such word as Barbera. It's Barbara, just like dad's secretary. It's Barbara. Just Hanna- like my mom. That's what, uh, that's what I thought too. See, we are, again, insisting that we are the same person, Schwa. <laughs> I know. Hanna and Barbara. What a Hannah and Barbara. That's Those right. Those ladies did a great job on cartoons. That's all I have to say. That's, That's right. The yeah, they were they broke the glass ceiling way back when. Oh yeah. Women in animation, Hannah Barbara. Um, but anyhow, Hannah Barbera was really for for me. They were the first name in animation for me as a kid because. When I was watching Saturday morning cartoons, when I was watching even through the week, if it didn't have the Hanna-Barbera logo on it, you know, that star that would swirl around before, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, it always felt weird to me. Like, even, like, I, I recognize that Filmation 
Though they were doing He-Man and and Ghostbusters, which I was watching in the afternoons when I'd come home from school. I, Ghostbusters I, or the real Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters, not the real yes. Ghostbusters. The let's go Ghostbusters, right. let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, Are you going to continue singing every intro? That would be great. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my okay. best to, to be all, quick on the draw with intros and stuff. Awesome. Quick draw, yes, you'd be quick draw. Quick, quick draw. draw, McGraw. Speaking of Hanna Barbera, um, <laughs> El Kabong. Uh, but I recognize that Filmation wasn't quite up to the quality of 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 the the Filmation okay, stuff. Rather, uh, wasn't up. Yes, wasn't up to the quality of like the Hanna Barbera. Well, that's interesting that you say that because Hanna Barbera actually became very. Um, influential and popular in TV animation because of the lower quality of the animation compared to, say, theatrical movies, theatrical right. animation like right. Disney. Right, right. Um, because on TV, you, you they didn't have the budget mm-hmm. for that. So Hanna-Barbera came up with a lot of really good animation techniques that were uh, quick and affordable and efficient. And that's, that's why they were so successful with so many different cartoons. Mm-hmm. Well, you look at even at some of the older stuff, especially from from the '60s and '70s, early '70s. You can definitely see that. You can see those tricks in use. But it's like yep. they they adapted as they went on, especially as they got into the '80s and stuff. To me, it felt like they adapted those tricks to to be a little more seamless. And of course, you know, you could always tell the Hanna Barbera Sound Library. Yes. You know, there there was they were always going to have similar music to all their stuff, but there was just something about their backgrounds. And and the way that the the characters moved, whereas when you watched He Man, or or even Ghostbusters, you know those were the two big filmation ones. And Shira, you had you'd have a scene that was in every single episode of He Man running across the screen with the exact same background every time. <laughs> yeah. And and I guess that's what I mean by lesser quality. But then you had like um, you had your Deke, you know, step into the fray. Um, and Sunbow, which I think they Sunbow's would, great though. They would later merge, and yeah, and so you end up with like your Mar, you end up with Marvel, you end up with like your Transformers cartoon yes. and your GI Joe, and it's yes. like, well, this is something special and good. Yep. But to me, it all spins out of um, Hanna Barbera. They were the they were the brand name for much of my Saturday mornings growing up with Saturday morning cartoons and stuff. And they tried everything. They were not scared to throw anything at the wall and try it. That's what Schwal just said to me uh, an hour or so ago. Oh, really? Yeah. There was oh, never yeah, that, a no. Yes. Yeah, I mean, somebody was sitting around to see. All right, let's see. Uh, what kind of show can we come up with here? Uh, how about, uh, well, let's see. Let's throw some teenagers in there. Oh, yeah, that's a given. Let's just yeah, you got to have teenagers. Um, yeah. And then what could we do now? Um, how, about, how about a talking cat? No, no, we did that last month. Uh, a talking cat. Let's see. How about how about a dinosaur? What about? No, no, we did that. Hey, what about a shark? What about they're in the future? They're underwater. Teenagers and a talking shark. We'll call them Jabba Jaws. It's brilliant. <laughs> what do you say? Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Curly. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Hanna Barbera was based in New York as well, too, because uh, that's what. Oh, tonight at six thirty on. Uh oh, what is this now? Hold on.
And by the way, just watching this intro, Jabberjaw turns around at one point while he's swimming, and behind him is a giant bug monster that is uh, the villain, literally just a different color, the villain from Space Ghost that looked like a praying mantis. Yep. What was that guy's name? I don't remember. Okay. Oh, from from Jabberjaw? Yes. From From Space from Ghost. From Space Ghost, though. What was oh, his the name one from Space Ghost? Let's see. In Space Ghost. Okay, let's see. Uh, his name was... Not Brack. No, it wasn't Brack, was it? No. no. Ah. Brack was the one that looked like the Chewie with a headdress. Okay, let's see. It wasn't uh, Zorak, was it? What, wasn't Zorak? Zorak, yeah. Was, I was going to say Brack, so I, I guess I... Yeah, Zorak no, is... Brack's the one who's driving down Highway 40 in this big old pickup truck. Right. Driving down <laughs> Highway 40 in my big old pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Zorak. Hey, hey, buddy, 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 buddy. <laughs> Anyhow, so yeah, they would. It's like they they went for it. They just they did not care. They just went no. for it. And but they also they came away a lot of times from for my money with a lot of gold though. They I was I like I say they were the name of Saturday mornings to me now. What I asked from you guys was obviously we could talk about the Flintstones. Sure. And and, and there's a whole show to be done on Scooby Doo. Um right. or or Yogi Bear, you know, that sort of thing. But I'm wondering if you guys lo- have the same affinity for some of the older, more obscure Hanna Barbera shows that I do. It depends on, on what you consider older. Okay. All right. You know, well, I mean, uh, I'm talking '60s, wait. '70s stuff. Yeah. Let me let me say something about the older cartoons because, growing up for me, I watched a lot of older stuff that was around before I was born. Right. But it was on in syndication so much it didn't feel older. It just right. felt like part of my cartoon lineup. Yes. So I I look at that as being you mm-hmm. know my era of cartoon, sure. even though they were around before that. Sure. Like Space Ghost and Herculoids, I did not know were. Really, really, really old because they were on with like uh, uh, Space Ace and um, wasn't it Space Ace? Wasn't that Space was Ace and, was a video game? And yeah. Teen Force. But there was a guy who looked like uh, looked like Are a you, bandit. Okay, in space there was um, there was the Galaxy Hour, right? What was it? The Galactic. Was it the galaxy? It was ninety minutes, I think. It was it was Space Ghost and Herculoids and Space Ace, right? And Teen Force. Those were all new cartoons that were made for Saturday mornings in the eighties, late eighty, late seventies, early eighties. It was like it ran for like two seasons. Yeah. And um, yeah. But here's the thing: it was the end of my Saturday mornings. Really? Because after that, you you go outside. Oh, so that, okay, I got you. I know. I see what before you mean that, now. I would go out before mm-hmm. that was on, and I discovered it was on out. out before I discovered that show, I was mm-hmm. outside much earlier. Right. But once I saw it, I was like, ooh, I got to watch this. Well, it was, well, if they were playing off with that one. It was like, oh, well, Star Wars is big. Exactly. We've got some space stuff. Let's, uh, let's throw this out there and see, you know, if, if we can bring these characters back around. And so they had the show out there uh, on Saturday mornings, but they were characters that had been around in the late 60s, early 70s. Right. 
that were coming back. And and those older shows, when I say those, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Space Stars was the name of that yeah. series. Space Stars. Space that's Stars. It. And um, and it had Space Ghosts, Herculoids, Astro and the Space Nuts, and Team Force. Team Force was so cool. They rode space scooters. Right, exactly. Yes, and they all had like powers. They would turn into a comet or some such. Yeah, Kid Comet. Wasn't that mm-hmm. his name? That was that was the. Was hero. that his name? Okay, yeah. And then uh, was the, the girl had like psychic powers. Her name wasn't Electra, was it? Uh, uh, maybe I don't, I, I don't. I don't have it up. Maybe. I well, haven't, haven't watched Teen Force in so long. Well, let me not uh, let me not fall down on on the job that I've challenged myself to accomplish. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's. I uh, did love those cartoons. They were they to me. They all seemed like kind of fun. What, what do we got? What is this? Oh, I mean, it comes on. It comes on like Star Wars. Yeah. Last off on adventures as big as the cosmos itself. Race poised on the edge of time with Space Ghost and his young friends. Straight through the universe with Space Ace, Astro, and the Space Mutts as they spring into action. You're right, Space Ace. deep in space, Super Danger threatens the Teen Force. And I can just listen to this all day. Join the famed Herculoids in their new... The Herculoids, yeah. That... I loved the Herculoids. So, so when I say older, I'm referring to not stuff that aired like... Like this show was a throwback to the old stuff. You know, the right. the original Herculoids, the original Space Ghost, and and that sort of thing. And I love that Space Ace has Astro with him. Like, what is Astro doing there? He belongs with the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, well, you know, that's true. He does belong with the Jetsons. But the Jetsons, you know, they, they went off into the future, and this is back again right. earlier than that future. Okay. Was this earlier? Was it, it's an alternate future. Let's put it that way, because mm. you know the Jetsons' future looks a little different than the Space Ace future. Yeah, yeah. Space Ghost. That's how the old one came on. Yeah. So- <laughs> well, somebody that was like Astro. Uh, do you remember Dynamut? Dynamut. Oh, yes, Dynamut. He was with. Uh, um, oh, what was the guy's name? The Blue Falcon. Yeah, and he yeah, was, he was like a like an Inspector Gadget dog. Yes. Like yes. And that did, was Hanna Barbera and, too, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he reminded me a lot of Astro. Well, all of he, their he dogs, yeah. Flashing through the sky, he's a go-go guy. <laughs> Stronger than a train with a so-so brain. Uh, you talking about me, Blue Falcon? Gosh, he's fearless, yeah. careless. You talking about me, Blue Falcon? Yeah, Dynamite. Uh, well, this is actually, I think, from the '80s. Another revival what? that they did, yeah. But um, like a go-go guy. I mean, that's got to be. Well, but you think weird. you think we well, yeah, but you think of the old early '80s stuff. Now this is the original. You're in full command now, Dog Wonder, and please be careful. Your uh, our strength is incredible. No, this Just is. Leave everything to Dog Falcon. Here he comes, Dark Wonder. I knew a super egotist. Oh wow, that's a that's from the eighties too, I guess. Because just looking at the animation, it looks like it's from the eighties. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, I thought that the, was an the intro. The style was similar to all you know most Hanna Barbera cartoons. Yes, but the, yes. But the uh, well, and that actually had to do with one guy. Yeah. Um, one one guy named um, oh, Ed Benedict. Yeah. 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 He he he. They brought him in to do a lot of their designs, and he came up with some of those techniques I was talking about that that made it more efficient. You know, where certain only certain things would move, like their mouth, but everything else could be. Uh, you know, still screen, but mm-hmm. the mouth was the only thing animated, or the legs if they're running, and the background. <laughs> yeah, guys, did you know? Did you know that back in 2013, they put out a new Scooby Doo movie with the Blue Falcon? Yeah. No, I think I do remember that. Yeah. The Blue Falcon? Yes, Mask of the Blue Falcon. And on, and I'm watching the trailer right now. I have the sound pulled down, but in the background, they're like, it's almost like they're at a con. And 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 uh, and Black Vulcan has there's a Black Vulcan poster that keeps showing up and a Space Ghost poster. I'm gonna have to watch this. I love the well. See, I always love the crossover stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. And that was that was a lot of the the Space Stars thing. Mm -hmm. They would cross over with the the you know the new characters would cross over into the old characters. Yes. Uh, the Herculoids would need help and, you know, Teen Force would be there to help them or something along those lines. Right. And so they always seemed like the same thing to me. It wasn't until later I found out that Space Ghost and the Herculoids were back from the 60s. Yes, yes. Well, see, I've discovered the Space Ghost and the Herculoid stuff. That was summer TV for me because it was always on, and this is where Scott Rifen's got to come in, at least in the chat, to help me out here because... I remember watching these shows primarily down in Brunswick, Georgia, down in St. Simons Island, because we'd be there and our TV would pick up like all the little local stations and they would have these shows on in the afternoons. It'd be early afternoons. Um, And so there would be like your old Space Ghost. There would be the old uh, Samson and Goliath cartoon, which was which was not anything to do with the Bible. It was a no, no, just the names. Yeah, it was a kid and his dog that turned into a big strong dude and a and a lion. The coolest looking lion you've ever seen on uh, on any animated screen. It was the what? He was the coolest looking lion ever. He was cool. Samson and Goliath was the name of that one, right? Yeah. And uh and and did he have did he have uh well here we go uh, wrist gauntlets. Yeah, that's what I thought. He had like bracelets that he would smash together. Yeah. And all of these cartoons from this time had this, like, big brass jazzy kind of intro. Exactly. Man. Those explosion sound, those explosion effects, the sounds. Ugh. They're classic. Classic Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> well, you know, some of the... Uh, another older one... Yes. ...that was really different for Hanna-Barbera... Mm-hmm was uh, the banana splits because mm. it was almost Sid and Marty Croft style. In fact, Sid and Marty Croft did the live action props and costumes, I think. I was going to say it wasn't this this was a live action show, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah, animated. They would have cartoons in it and mm-hmm. th- they'd have live action things in it too. Yes. Oh, there it is. That's the song. Over hill and highway, the banana buggies go. Coming up to bring you the banana split show. La la la, la 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 la. 
so how long did that show last? I don't know. I was watching it well into the late 70s. The Banana Splits was from 68 to 70. Yeah, I was going to say, I was watching reruns. But what I thought was so cool was places that that I knew of that they went to, like uh, Kings Island or Coney Island in Mm -hmm. Cincinnati. Some of the amusement park stuff was from there. Yeah. Um, they, an early version of uh, the lion, uh, Drooper, was Beeper. The old costume got sold to our local news station that had a Mr. Cartoon show. Our weatherman mm-hmm. was also a host of a car- afternoon cartoon show. Oh, wow. And Beeper was his you know, sidekick who was the old costume for Drooper. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we trial a lot all the time with the banana splits. You had your musical segments. You had your wacky little, you know, joke segments. Mm-hmm. Trooper would go and try to take the garbage out, things like that. Yeah. It was awesome. I See, the banana splits are, n- are nothing I ever caught in syndication like some of these other old cartoons. It, they were rare to find. When they yeah. were on, you, ha- you, you, you sat down and watched it because you didn't know when it would yeah. be on again. The random syndication for me was like on some of those... Um, those earlier, you know, were some of the earlier stuff, like your 60s and 70s Hanna-Barbera. But then on USA, they'd do the Cartoon Express, and that's where you'd catch, later on in the 80s, you'd catch some of the stuff from the earlier 80s and the late 70s on there from Hanna-Barbera. Like Genie? Like like Genie, yeah. You remember Genie? Uh, which one? The the one with the, the Genie guy. What was his name? Babu. Oh. Babu. That's it. Yeah, bull, yeah, bull. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hot dogging it up right high on a curl. Not thinking about I be needing the girl. Then where I then but that ball wasn't all. In a bottle was a chick only two inches tall. Out came Jeannie. Why? And Junior Genie Babu. And Junior Genie Babu. <laughs> now this isn't the same cartoon. This isn't the same one that Mark Hamill voice did a voiceover. Yes, over. it was. Okay, all right. What? You didn't How know did that? I not know this? Mark Hamill did um, did the did the theme did a voice for. The I dream. He said the I dream of genie cartoon, and I guess this was it. But it's from 1973, and um, and he was a voice. He did a voice one of yep. the kids in there. Yeah, sure. Corey enough. Anders. That was his. He was the he was the guy, like the the teenage boy. Oh, really? Right? So the he's main, the one the main character. So that was him singing about falling off the wave. Just gonna say that when you I say don't know if it was him singing. I think that's him singing. Listen to that voice again. Put it up again. Yes, sir. Dogging it up right high on a curl. Not thinking oh, about us. I'd be meeting a girl. Then I mean, that's a young Mark Hamill, am I right? That's it? Wow. That's it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If that's not him. Somebody's doing an incredible impersonation of but, it. But look, here's the thing. This is that that's nineteen seventy three. If I were to watch that animation in the mid eighties, I would have thought, oh well, this is just from a couple of years ago. That's what I mean by like Hanover right. Buried figured out a way to have this superior style. Of of animation and stuff. I mean, they came a long way quickly from the from the old Johnny Quest style stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah it's definitely a different different style, and that style prevailed mm-hmm. for more than a decade. That was yeah, that was yes. it. 
Oh. Um, in, right into... But right. Johnny Quest was a different kind of animation. Johnny Quest was more realistic. Or not, not necessarily realistic, but you know what I mean? It wasn't... Uh, Cartoonish. Car- caricaturized. There you go. Um, yeah. Yeah. People and animals. And so that's Johnny true. Quest was drawn more realistic. That I get. Yeah, that's true. But they also, but it was still, um, it it was still though, the Hanna Barbera formula. It seemed yes, like for sure. You know, you had a team. Uh, granted, you had uh, adults instead of teenagers, but you had a team. Here we go. <laughs> this is Johnny Quest. Yeah. There's that classic, you know, big brass opening. Oh, yeah. Dawes Butler. Oh, no, that was the voices. I tell you what. I tell you what, to watch some of this, it looks like a mixture of, you know, the old, and I I don't think Hanna-Barbera did them, but those first um, Marvel cartoons from the 60s. Like like, um, the... uh, the Flash. Well, they did, they did Fantastic Four, didn't they? They did do Fantastic Four um, in in '67, but I'm but I'm talking about like you know Captain or Doctor Banner belted by gamma rays turned into the Hulk. Ain't glamour race? You know that one. Yeah. And like when Captain America throws his, that's what that Johnny Quest. Some of that animation looks like because it's almost like it's cut out of a comic book because the way it's shaded and everything and they just stand there real still in some of those shots and That's then you right. have stuff moving around um but it still has that classic uh hanna-barbera sound design to it speaking of the fantastic four by the way here we go not not just again this this style of music and this was Fantastic Four without the robot. This was in 67. It was the Fantastic Four with the actual Fantastic Four. Later on in the 70s, they would replace Johnny Storm with uh, with Herbie, the robot. I don't know if you remember that. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. No, huh? So, um, anyhow, what are some others, guys? I mean, I, I'm, I'm interested. I, I'm, I'm assuming you guys made maybe, hopefully, a, a list of some sort. A short list, well, at least. Go ahead, Shwa. You, 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 you pick one. Well, like well, I was kind of saying earlier that the the cartoons that had so many different ones, mm-hmm. but they all felt like this same universe, yes, right? Yes, and, and I think they kind of were. But then, but so it all kind of felt like just Hanna Barbera hour, mm-hmm. you know, almost like the Looney Tunes was. So right. you'd have your Huckleberry Hound and your Quick Draw McGraw, yes, Hong Kong Fooey. Um, Hong Kong so I, Fooey. I really liked that number one super. I guy. guess Hanna Barbera genre. Right of the of just the silly cartoony that influenced me so much as uh, as a kid growing up as an artist and a storyteller and the way I played I loved those kinds of cartoons those are probably my uh, the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Now, do you put a Johnny Quest guy? So, do you put Hong Kong Fooey in the same? See, I separate Hong Kong Fooey from your. Um, by the way, we got to play a little Hong Kong Fooey. That's a great intro. <laughs> Number one super guy, Hong Kong quicker than the human eye. And I don't know if it's because he had his own like thirty-minute-long show or what, but like yeah. I put him in a different category than like your Huckleberry Hound and even your Yogi Bear. Like I put Huckleberry Yogi. Um, oh, heavens to Murgatroyd! Who was that? Um, uh, that's uh, Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss. 
I put all those guys in the same camp together because they were all like they're they were the shorts. They were kind of the Looney Tunes right. of the Hanna Barbera well, universe. They interacted with in ra- wacky races, laughing. Well, there you like go, that. there you go. Now you're talking like I, I'm sorry. Before there was the Avengers, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> there was the Laugh Olympics. Yes. Battle of the Network Stars for cartoons. Exactly. Athens, Greece, birthplace of sports, will be the leaping off point for today's exhilarating action. Then we'll whisk you from the exotic to the ridiculous and raucous. I mean, everybody was in this thing. Um yep. And and you and it was and you never knew. I mean, like, and they even let the bad guys win sometimes. Like well, they cheated. Like right, but sometimes they would win. That's the way it goes. And it was just like you never knew. And it was so much. And it was so cool to watch all these cartoons interact together. You know, even I, I loved those things. They had incredible th- it, between that and Wacky Races. Like it's, my super flexo pole. It's the you whole combination of their characters. In a in a different way, and I think that's why you think that they're in the same universe. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think Hong Kong Fui was ever participating in those. I don't. Yeah, he was in the Laugh Olympics. Hong Kong was Fui? he? Oh yeah, you had. Um, oh my gosh, Yogi Here we Bear go. and uh, Quick Draw McGraw, Great Thing, Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss was like a like an announcer, I think. Yes. Here we yeah. go. Oh, Here yeah. we go. Here's the Here's a proper intro. The Scooby Doobies. Yes, there he was. Awesome. The players. The Scooby Doobies. He was on the Scooby Doobies as Hong Kong Fooey. Yep. That's right. Oh, I forgot about. And by the way, just watching these things. And this is the thing. They grouped them into. Here are the people that had the shorts. Here are the people that had the thirty second car, the thirty minute cartoons, and here are the bad guys. Um, I forgot about like Grape Ape. Um, Grape Ape. Who was the alligator? My first uh, invisible friend was Great Babe. Really? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Who wouldn't want a 40-foot purple gorilla to protect you? Great I mean, Babe. seriously. When you're the smallest kid around, Great Babe's your best buddy. Yes, yes. Augie Doggy and Doggy and, and Doggy Daddy um, were in there. Uh, of course, we mentioned the aforementioned Quick Draw McGraw. Who was the alligator? The alligator... Uh, the Hanna Barbera alligator. Know. Not remembering the alligator. Yeah. I have to look that one. That speed buggy in there. Yes. <laughs> but the antifreeze in my carburetor. <laughs> <laughs> they they had Astro, but yet Bam Bam and Pebbles were there too. So I'm not sure exactly how that works, you know, timeline wise. Well, what what that <laughs> see? This is where you find out they were all just acting on a set. It's government conspiracy. It's the it's see. it's the Toontown situation. Here we go. Speaking of speed bucky, by the way. Socket, bugs, motor, tires, chassis, speed buggy. That's me. <laughs> speed buggy was was here. <laughs> my favorite. Here's an example. Here's an example buggy. of Hanna Barbera. People sitting around and go, what could we do next? We need a new show. We need some teenagers. Got that. Okay. How could we incorporate the sound? Into exactly. <laughs> exactly. But by the way, listen, they love to, they, they really tried to push this whole living car thing because I believe it was Hanna-Barbera that came up with a brilliant idea for a Saturday morning cartoon called Turbo Team. It was a stormy night when a 
that Hanna-Barbera? It looks like Hanna-Barbera. This is like, is this 80s? This, this is, is 80s, yeah. Incredible Turbo Team. But I mean, this Turbo Team was around the same time as like Knight Rider and stuff, and he was kind of the Incredible Hulk mixed with, um, mixed. Auto Man? <laughs> yeah, mi- yeah, mixed with Auto Man, mixed with Knight Rider. Uh, mixed with Bigfoot, you know the old uh, monster trucks and everything. And I think that was a, I think that was a Hanna Barbera cartoon. It, it's, it really looks like it. Well, well, you had Frank Welker doing a voice, so he, you know, that always, uh, he, he did a lot of Hanna Barbera voices. So yes, could be. Yes. Well, Frank Welker is just, I mean, Lord, He's we, everything. yeah, we could do a whole episode about him. Gee whiz, yeah. Um. So, uh. Where were we? We mentioned Laugh Olympics. <laughs> yeah, you were on early early cartoons. You know, uh, there were the Robonic Stooges. You remember them? No. Oh, you don't know about these? Robonic Stooges? The Robonic Stooges? Were these the Three I, Stooges as robots? Yeah, they were Bionic Three Stooges. Yeah. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> so they, they were kind of super-powered. I think it I think Yes! Yes! Able to leap tall villains with a single spring. The Robotic Stooges! <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I vaguely remember those now. You see, you don't remember it till you see it. <laughs> right. Those are, those are, that's a cartoon I would have caught on something like, um... Uh, the, 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 the Cartoon Express, the USA Cartoon Express. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I think it was on a uh, cartoon, another cartoon, it was, uh, was it Skate, Skate Birds? And it was just a segment on that? I don't remember it. That was, uh, that was late 70s. That's probably 77, probably. Skate Birds? I think so. Yeah, you won't remember it. You won't remember it. I think it lasted about three or four episodes. <laughs> It didn't last long. I I don't. I'm not or even maybe familiar with that. Bears or something like that. That lasted a little longer. The, hair bear. Hair bear bunch. The hair bear bunch. Now the skatebirds is live yeah. action. No the skate skatebirds. Yeah. I don't think so. I'm seeing live action. Oh, maybe they had a cartoon with it that I'm remembering. Knock knock. Scooters. Sat and Scat Cat. Then the Robotic Stooges. Plus yes. the spine-tingling, suspense-filled excitement of Mystery Island. And the doggone staffy doings of those dog detectives, Woofer and Whimper. Woofer and Whimper, I do remember those. This skatebirds look to be this looked to be like a a, a show kind of like Banana Rim where they have different kinda like banana splits, yeah. Yeah, banana splits rather, yeah. Uh guys, we got to uh we're killing this guy. We got to add him to the group call. We're going to bring Scott Rifen in if that's all right with you guys. Oh, I haven't been watching the chat. Sorry. No, well, he's been trying to call in on the Skype. Oh, okay. <laughs> Scott Rifen. Yes. What's up, sir? You guys are killing me. How so? <laughs> I just keep hearing all this talk and all these lists, and I'm like, I'm throwing stuff out, and I'm throwing it up to myself, and I sound ridiculous. Well, you sound ridiculous because are you not on a microphone? I'm on my iPad. Oh, of course. I've never used my iPad microphone before. I have, and it sucks. (laughs) 
if you want confirmation, just listen to the Rogue One commentary done by Scott Shaz and myself. No, that wasn't. That wasn't. Oh, that was your iPad. That was Scott's iPad. That was Scott's iPad. Yeah. yeah. He had my iPad. Yeah. Yeah, you got to hold it the right way, Scott. Are you holding it the right way? You know, I don't even remember anymore if I'm holding it. Well, I can tell you. Don't just rest it on your chest while you're talking. Yeah, I I can tell you, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got, Scott? Well, first off, you were asking uh, who the alligator was. It was Wally Gator, wasn't it? Wally Gator, that's right. Wally Gator. You know, I haven't heard mentioned at all. Remember they did a genie cartoon? We yeah we were talking about yes. that already. Oh did you? Well, yeah. You gotta remember, my wife called and I also dozed off at some point, so it was it was an exciting <laughs> talk, obviously. Mm, thanks, but it, thanks, Scott. <laughs> by the way, by the way, by the way, we're up to eleven uh, eleven hundred thirty five dollars raised thus far. Oh, more than that. Hold on, I've got to do some more math. Add seventy five to that. Awesome. So, anyhow, continue, Scott. Yeah, we uh, we talked about the genie and we decided that it's Mark Hamill actually doing the intro. Because that's his first gig, was that Genie cartoon, his first voiceover gig. Oh, was it? Yes. And with uh, with uh, Babu? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Could he, was he, he wasn't Babu, though. No, he was the oh, teenager. No, was he was the teenage kid, Corey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. to make sure. Scott, uh, there was, when I used to go to St. Simon's with my family, there was a station down there that was always playing old Hanna-Barbera cartoons in the afternoon. That's how I saw most of these things. Mm-hmm. Do you what? What would that have been? Um, well, it wouldn't have been anything local because we didn't have a local station. Well, it would have been somebody in Jacksonville or Savannah. I'm wondering if it would have been out of Jacksonville. All of our TV came from Jacksonville and Savannah. Yeah. back in those days. Well, all of our TV so. came from a big antenna on top of the house we stayed in. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it, and uh, anything you happen to get was from Jacksonville or Savannah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know who that would have been that was showing those things all the time. I, I mean, I remember watching them all the time. Yeah. But I don't. Uh, I know, and I know Turner showed a bunch of stuff. You yeah. Know, Turner was always showing. Oh stuff. yeah. Um, Maybe it was Turner, but I don't know how we would have gotten Turner. Well, we didn't well, have cable. No, it's only out of Atlanta. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had it on our cable system. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't have cable down there at the house. Yeah. Uh, we. I'm. I'm. When I say we were on the big antenna, like you walk in and you turn the knob and then you walk outside to make sure the antenna's turning. Yes. Yeah. I remember the days. I do remember the days. Um, but yeah, because Turner would show banana splits and all that other stuff too, which I don't know if you guys have hit on banana splits yet or not. We sure have. Okay. See, I told you I, I missed some because I had some conversations with the wife. Scott, I was really, I was really excited about what you were going to bring to the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming the Globetrotters have already been talked about too. We, no. ha- we have not. We haven't talked about the Globetrotters. We have we not. Now, all the, time. all the time, man, they loved yeah, it. They, show. they show up on Scooby Doo. They did show up wherever they needed to. Yes, I they, think. Did they start on Scooby Doo? Is that kind of where they started, and then they just they gave them their own show because they were popular? You think? Well, they started on the one? basketball court against the Washington Generals. Yes, they don't <laughs> exist anymore. I, <laughs> I mean, the animated version. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that they got no because they had a live action show first. Did they? Yeah, because they would. Yeah, because I remember. I'm Curly Neal to show you how. That's you terrible. Know. That's a terrible Curly impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was a Harlem Globetrotter. Mm-mm. Who Curly Neal? No, oh. uh, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Terrible. It's terrible. I have been him Harlem Globetrotter. 
I told them when they paid me to play at Auburn, I said, shoot, I'd go play the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of times a lot of that Ruby Spears stuff winds up getting confused with uh, Hanna-Barbera. That's true. That's true. I, you know, I would have told you Fang Face all day long was a Hanna-Barbera, but it wasn't uh, Ruby Spears. But it did It did look very similar. You're right. Yeah. Stylistically, they would uh, they'd cop a – they'd rip them off. And, and for one reason, for some reason, I thought Filmation that did uh, Gilligan's Planet. Mm-hmm. Might have been a Hanna Barbera, but it's not. You know, Fangface and, and Speed Buggy had a lot in common. Hey, how about how about Turbo Teen is Ruby Spears? You're right, Scott. They you can you, you can get because the Ruby Spears Superman cartoon that aired on CBS in the late '80s, I would mistake for Hanna Barbera. Yeah, they they copped a lot of their style, but I don't think their animation was as good, and certainly their writing wasn't as good. No. Well, you, again, you got your Frank Welker doing a lot of the voices. And Frank, well, um, yeah, Frank Welker's your, 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 you know, your utility all-star. But you know, if you go back and look at the history of a lot of these animators, they all, a lot of them originated at Disney, and then they wanted to kind of branch out and experiment. You look up the history of, of these of these you know drawing styles, and Disney wasn't really interested in experimenting too much with art. They had a particular style. And yeah. so they, they branched out and they went into other companies. They went to United Artists. Some of them started their own. That's how Hanna-Barbera got started. Um, Don't but they forget kind of originated. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And so, and so you'll, you'll see a lot of similar uh, characteristics in the designs of mm-hmm. these characters. That's a great point. <laughs> Teresa's in the chat. She says, exactly. leave Disney TV shows alone. That's her realm. Actually, <laughs> Teresa and I will be talking about some Disney TV later on today. And it is interesting. Like, you do see all these out of these animation houses, like the similar styles. And that's how you can begin to, as a kid, even without knowing the ins and outs, um, you know, that's how I would group these things together. Oh, yeah. And, and is, is based on the animation style. And you're right. Ruby Spears did did do a they ripped off i don't want to say ripped well, off they aped well, Hanna, but Hanna barbera was kind of the house brand for saturday morning they really were yes so if you wanted to sell your cartoon why would you not try to make it look like the house brand mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah well you know that, it would be Hanna barbera that would get the gobots mm, and do the gobots cartoon mm, and uh and i mean you want to talk about Someone watched. Now, obviously, GoBots. Now, honestly, in the in the uh, in the states, GoBots came before Transformers as the toy. Right. But when it yes. comes down when it comes down to the uh, to the cartoon, somebody watched some Transformers. <laughs> Wait a second. Was 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 Transformers cartoon before GoBots? I think so. Oh, I thought I it was the other way around. Was, is yeah. it the other way around? I, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm just. I'll I, find out I, right I, now. I'll find out right yeah. now. Uh, so are we? Are we going into the '80s now? Is that the plan? I'm all over the place, man. I don't know. <laughs> Again, I, I, I missed a few segments. Do we do Godzilla and Godzuki or not? No, we have not it, mentioned I, Godzilla. I mentioned it. My thing is, shout it out. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Godzilla and Godzuki. That's right. The theme song alone was worth it. Up from the depths. 30 stories high, breathing fire. Now, now you mentioned also, Steve, that uh, you, I heard you mention earlier that a lot of the sound effects and music were the same. Uh, was that not Hoyt Curtin? Wasn't that the guy's name that did all the, the music? music yeah. Stuff? 
Yep. Uh, and by the way, you know what Hanna Barbera also produced in 1978? No. And it featured the music of the great Hoyt Curtin, much hmm. to many people's chagrin. Mm-mm. That would be. Sorry, we got to do this. I had to wait for an ad. Okay, that that show was the source of many good times at my local pool. Yes, we would just we would go underwater, yes. blow as many bubbles as we can, and then just jump out. Yes. Well, Hanna Barbera also produced "Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park." Please remember this. Oh, really? Oh, is that what you were coming up with? Yeah. Yes. Nineteen seventy-eight. Reaching a rousing Hoyt Curtin score. <laughs> is that the one where they talk like this? Where's Ryan when we need him? <laughs> and the Hair Bear Bunch. You guys going to the Hair Bear Bunch? We haven't mentioned the Hair it kind of, The CB Bears got mentioned, and the Hair Bear yeah. Bunch hasn't quite got mentioned yet. Okay. They've got to come in three. All bears come in threes, right? <laughs> Is that how it works? Except for Yogi and Boo Boo. It's the Goldilocks template. Yeah. <laughs> in the Wonderland Show. Stay at home every night, never quarter bite. Ah, we don't even bite. So don't yell, help, help, here come the bears, help, help, here come the bears, help, We don't even, we don't even bite. You know why I had them, had it in mind that they were doing Gilligan's Planet? Because they did Partridge Family 2200 AD. That was a thing? Yeah. Never heard of this one. Yeah, they you both. Of, you remember Gilligan's Planet, right? You remember that? Yeah. Yes. They literally took Gilligan's Island, put it on. on they sh- they shipwrecked him on a planet. But was of, was that Hanna Barbera that did those? No, that was uh, Filmation. Okay. Yeah, that's but what Hanna I thought. Barbera's gig was to take the Partridge Family and launch them into the future. You're kidding me. This was a thing. Oh. Well, here yes. we go. <laughs> and it really looked like the Jetsons. <laughs> Oh my Lanta, there's a sound effect too. Future's here for us to see. It's twenty two hundred So could we just say then that that's when the Jetsons take place is twenty two hundred AD or somewhere thereabouts? <laughs> they do now. <laughs> 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 At least according to the '50s timeline, you know, because that's that's '50, that's retro '50s or re- '50s retro future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the design there. I, that's that is just classic to me. That's the way the future's supposed to look. Well, they're playing pong, in one in one scene. Only it's a real net and a real ball, and and just they're ho- they're hoovering in the air, doing they're stuff. Hoovering, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> sucks. <laughs> They, they hydrated meals. <laughs> I saw what you did there, by the way. Yeah, that was good. I saw what you did there. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I, I now just want the future to look like this. This is, this is what I want. I do too. You want, I'm just going to start dressing with really big collars. And, you want to uh, live so know, high? You want to live so high in the sky that it's scary to step out on your front porch? He yeah. already does. He lives a mile high in the sky. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so I hear. <laughs> Jedi Schwa. 
Oh, so I didn't know about the Partridge Family 2200 AD. Oh, oh yes, yes. 1974. Probably because there's been no demand for it on home video. You know, there's another one that, that I bet y'all don't remember. What's that? Space Cadets. Not no, is Cadets. That, is that like K-I-D-E-T-T-E-S. Space Kid Cadets. I don't yeah. remember that. It was four kids that had this. It, well, it was four kids and a dog. They yes, had a clubhouse, but yes. the youngest kid was never allowed in. I think his name was Snoopy. And they, they, it was a pirate. Snoopy and Popstar. And featuring Captain Skyhook and his evil pal, Stanley. Give me that treasure map. Yes, I do remember this vaguely. But see, you wouldn't remember it until you saw it. Mm-mm. That one dude's name was Snoopy. That's from 1966, by the way. It can't be that old. 1966. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Right along with Frankenstein Jr. and the Impossibles, but I don't know. Yeah, they're Hanna Barbera. Frankenstein Jr. and the Impossibles. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. Now, you can actually buy Frankenstein Jr. and the Impossibles on the DVD these days. Really? Mm hmm. But I've, I, the Space Cadets, I don't know. I wonder if they got in trouble for calling that kid Snoopy. Well, no, because he wasn't the dog. Yeah. But, I mean, you can't really say yeah, Snoopy's. Yeah. You can't, like, ban anybody from having Tom as a character because he's in some movie. I guess. Yeah. By the way, yeah, Space Cadets come as a DVD along with the aforementioned Young Samson. There you go. Young Samson. Wow. Mm. Now, did you ever see the Freedom Force? Is that, uh, that's not Chuck Norris, is it? (laughs) No. Well, maybe in animated form from the 60s. No, this was where you had uh, Hercules, Isis, Merlin, Super Samurai. Oh. They were like a, it was like a Justice League of legendary heroes. Like like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but back in the 60s. Isis, goddess of the elements. Hercules, the world's mightiest man. Merlin, master of magic. Sinbad, hero of the seven seas. And Super Samurai, giant of justice. Join them now on another adventure through time and fantasy. The Freedom Force. When was that from, Schwa? Uh, This is, I want to say, late 60s. Um, Freedom 1978 animated television series produced by 78. Huh? Yeah, but this says produced by Filmation. Oh, was that wasn't Hanna Barbera? That, that looked like Barbera that's too. some good. Let me tell you something. Again, it had me fooled. Saturday morning house brand. Yeah, make it look like it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that definitely looked like a Saturday morning cartoon. Um, 1978. That that's I don't remember that one at all. It's kind of like splitting Shazam into different people. It it was produced by Filmation, and it aired on CBS as a segment of Tarzan and the Super 7. Oh, Tarzan and the Super 7. That's a whole different show. Yep. Yep. <laughs> There's so much that here. Was, that had to be Filmation. That whole thing was Filmation. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, it was Filmation. ISIS. Well, what were you saying about Shazam separating into two different people? Well, I mean, you, you've got all these legendary characters, and Shazam was like the combination of le- legendary characters. Right, right. The strength of the wisdom of Solomon, the, the strength of Hercules. I don't remember what Azam was. 
I don't remember them all either. Uh, one of them's Atlas, one of them's Zeus. One of them's Merlin, I think, isn't it? Isn't the M Merlin? Uh, what does Shazam? No, it's not. It's because it was like. No, it was the old man. Roman. It was the old wizard guy who brought him in Me- and Methuselah. It's that? the uh, <clears throat> it's the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. Mercury, that's it. Okay. So anyhow, but back to Hanna Barbera cartoons, guys. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Which, uh, by the way, when you say Freedom Force, all I can think is uh, is about something that came on later in the '80s. Rambo. Well, actually, this is only in the cartoon or in the commercials for the toys. Rambo and the Force of Freedom. That's how the cartoons went. <laughs> I mean, the commercials. Here, I'll let you hear. See there? Oh, I remember that. Yes, sir. What were they doing making Rambo toys in the 80s? What were they doing making Watchmen toys for kids? <laughs> <laughs> or alien toys, you know? Now, someone's asking about ISIS in the chat. ISIS is not... She's filmation all day. Yeah, but they're, they're saying... They're, I think they're, talking, they're making a, a modern, a current events connection to ISIS. But before we had current event ISIS, ISIS was... A goddess in um, in the Shazam universe, really. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, she's a pan- of the I pantheon think, of Egypt. I and, think she also though was exclusively a TV creation originally. Am I not right on that? Well, there Isis, was the, yeah. the live action. The live action, yeah, yeah. and that yeah, was a filmation was, thing, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, but I don't think she was ever. You know, like Shazam, they pulled Captain Marvel out of the comics, right? Uh, I think Isis was a TV creation. Huh. I think they later put her in a few comics, but I think she was originally created for the TV. I don't even know her from comics. I just know her from really from the TV and the cartoon, well, I guess. I think I that's where she started, yeah. Yeah. 22 yeah, episodes of the Isis and Sh- the Shazam Isis Hour in 1975 to 1977. Yep. He and uh, Mentor would ride around the country in their Winnebago. Yes. Yes. I remember that. I, I saw those are things I always saw in reruns. Oh, yeah, that's true. You were not around. Mm-mm. And I always thought it was cool. I'm like, oh, right, Shazam. I know that guy. I'm not thinking it's Cap- his name's supposed to be Captain Marvel. Yeah, well, I don't know that they ever called him Captain Mm-mm. Marvel. I, I bet they couldn't. Yeah, but this is where... Right. It now, are the same people that did the Shazam and Isis, and we've gotten way off topic, are are they... Because <laughs> that is Filmation. Did we're, Filmation... We're still on Saturday mornings. We're okay. Sure, but did Filmation also do... The uh, Electra Woman and Dinah Girl? No, that was Sid no, and Marty Croft. That was yeah, Sid and Marty Croft. Croft. Okay. Yeah. If you if you listen to the most recent technology. I, well, as I was asking it, I remembered them saying that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're not listening to Techno Retro Dad, you should. They stay on topic a lot better than we have. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'd say he just fixes it in post. I was going to okay. say it's just fixed in post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take care of it in post. So, it, I, listen, I really, I, my thing is, I, I just, how do we feel about the Herculoids around here now? They're the greatest. I love the Herculoids. Oh, I love the Herculoids. love the Herculoids. I've never, I've never been a fan of the Herculoids. I, know, I knew you were going to say that. The old curmudgeon <laughs> over here. You're just bringing, you just brought up Herculoids just to throw Scott under the bus. I really did. That's a true story. <laughs> it, the, the, the Herculoids. 
tabloid seems to be a lot of because I said so storytelling, and it drives me nuts. Oh, but the okay. The creatures are awesome. You got the the flying dragon, and mm-hmm. you got uh, the the thing, uh, rock gloop and gleep, gloop and gleek. Yeah. Well, no, gleek is the monkey from the Super Friends. No, gleep. Gleep. Yeah, gleep with a p at the end. Yeah. 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 That's, um, that was the little schmoo. The little schmoo. <laughs> the little schmoo. Those, yeah, those guys were pretty cool. And later on, they would make appearances in the Legend of Zelda video game, in some of the castles you'd had to fight through. Um, like, like really? Yeah, there were these blobby-looking things that reminded me of Gloop and Gleep. Oh, reminded you. Of oh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I mean, they look just like them. I mean, it's hard not to if you're a blob with eyes. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's why I was kind of thought of them as schmoos on uh, Herculoids. Yeah. That's what they were. Yeah. But. For them to be schmooze and they have to be licensed because a schmoo is a is a uh, a little Abner character, right? Yep, it's got an old, old, old origin. Yep, even before Scott Riefen, there was schmoo. <laughs> <laughs> now the only way I know schmoo is from the Goldbergs when she calls all her kids her little schmooze. <laughs> you don't remember schmoo's show? No. How do you smell that? S C H M O O. Oh my lord! Yeah, there was Shmoo, the new Shmoo. Uh, yeah. Fred and Barney in the Shmoo, wasn't it? Fred and Barney in the Shmoo. Yes, they well, did have a thing. Well, yes. here we go from an old NBC affiliate in Seattle. It's the new Shmoo, the incredible new Shmoo. There we go. That's really gonna please you. It's got an ad. It's incredible new Shmoo. Uh, can you can you guys not hear it? No. no. Oh, great. Guess what's happened to Skype now? No. I've been defeated. I was playing it. No. Oh, it was only in one channel, though, so maybe that's part of the problem is it's only come through one channel. Question, yeah. Yeah, so was I. It's the new schmoo. <laughs> yeah, they're saying it's the new schmoo. Um, should have called it the schmoo review, but I guess... I'm here, let me see if this will be a better quality here. See if you can hear this. Yeah. It's the new schmoo. The incredible new schmoo. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. Now, this is saying it's a 1979 cartoon. Yeah. Couldn't have lasted very long. No, it didn't last long. The new Shmoo didn't last long. That's when they they liked the character, and that's when they brought the Fred and Barney meet the Shmoo. Mm -hmm. There was a Mork and Mindy animated series? There was a Mork and Mindy animated series. Was this? Wait, whoa, 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 wait. You're not on that? What? Because there was Fonz in the Happy Days gang. Yes, there yes. was. Yes. Is this Hanna Barbera though? Yes. Yes. It's it's 80s Hanna Barbera. Yeah. yeah. And uh, hey, 80s Hanna Barbera is my favorite. Then there's Mork and Mindy and Laverne and Shirley. Yes, yes. I do remember that. Now, how Laverne and Shirley ever translated to a cartoon, I don't know. But I watched every damn week of it. <laughs> Hey, hey! But they don't. Ha- they didn't have to like use the storyline. Like Fonz was like trapped with. Uh, but they had a time uh, machine. Yeah, with with uh, Richie and who was it? Ralph. Ralph, Ralph and I think. Ritchie and they would and go through Potsy. time trying to get back to the fifties. Yes, exactly. And uh, Laverne and Shirley, if I remember right, joined the army. Really? Oh, I think you're yes. right. That's what yep. I'm thinking. I'm thinking yeah. they became like sad sack or something. Look, I've gotten derailed because I have other things pulled up, and I, I feel like I've failed by not pulling up the Laverne and Shirley intro um, for you guys. Uh, the cartoon intro, not the one that we all know and love from the live action series. No, not at all. Not at all. Laverne man. and Shirley 
cartoon. The Laverne and Shirley in the army. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Here's the opening sequence from 1980 and one. Laverne, let's join the army. Watch your. Where do I sign up? I'm with you. Turn. Who thought this would be a good idea? Well, it goes back to what we said at the beginning, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, it goes back to what we said at the beginning, doesn't it, Schwa? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, um, let's talk Thunder the Barbarian. That was a that was a Hanna Barbaris joint, Negative. wasn't it? I don't think so. Was Thunder not Hanna Barbaris? I, I think that might be Ruby Spears again. Might be. Might be. I need to do my do my research better. Jimmy in Georgia says it's Ruby. Okay. Well, that's Ruby. Then I trust Jimmy in Georgia for sure to tell that. Yeah, that's Ruby Spears. But here's one that surprised me that was Hanna Barbera that I don't remember as being Hanna Barbera, and that and this is also from the '80s. And 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 Shaz and Schwa, you'll appreciate this because of the techno retroness of it. Um, we'll see if you remember this. You guys remember that yeah and I, I didn't watch pac-man really i did not watch pac-man okay i, actually, I did i, I did i saw it here and there. I, I watched it a few times but you're starting to catch me where i'm bowing out of cartoons at this point on saturdays well well take um, us back scott i'm not listen we're all over the place i'm not moving through any timeline <laughs> no, no, no. no but what i was going to say is uh what i do remember about that is they started referring to that's the first place you really see them refer to the uh the creatures in there as ghost monsters. And, and the reason just... that's significant is because on the video game they were originally referred to as monsters, but when they went to Atari because of the flicker, they started calling them ghosts. Oh wow! I only always knew them as ghosts. I always yeah. thought they were ghosts too, huh? Kind of reconcile the two. They called them ghost monsters on that cartoon show. Mm-hmm. Wow, Schwa, you wow. got it. What else have you got on your list, Schwa? Oh, let's see. Something we haven't covered. Um... I see. We did talk about. Did we talk about wacky races? I know we said laugh Olympics. Yes. We talked a little bit about wacky races. Yeah, we fun. talked about the laugh Olympics. Oh. I don't know that we we talked wacky wacky races because that's the one I remember, especially with like da- Dick Dastardly and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I always thought that wacky races was kind of like laugh Olympics, where they took all these characters from other cartoons mm-hmm. and put them in there. But it wasn't. It was really just the people just for that one. Is that true? But well, I think so. And I, I mean, I don't. I haven't ever found any of the other um, characters have their own show or shorts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think later on, Penelope Pitstop might have had It was her later, own. yes. Mm. But that was after Wacky Race. Hmm. So, and of course, but, yeah. And Dastardly was a really rotten later. So. Now, here's one I bet you guys don't know, because this is not a Saturday morning, then, you know, like a cartoon that you would experience as a kid. But it was definitely Hanna-Barbera, mm-hmm. and it was kind of ahead of its time. It, it was a prime time cartoon more geared towards adults called Wait Till Your Father Gets Home. Have nope. you ever heard this one? I don't remember that one at nope, all. This, on it, one. it was early 70s, and the thing that stuck out for me so much was the theme song. I mean, the theme song was really catchy, um, and it was it was more like a prime time adult series. Well, let's give it a listen. Every time the slightest little thing goes wrong, Mom starts to sing this familiar song. Wait till your father gets, until your father gets, wait till your father gets home. 
Is that Shirley Booth? Dad's not so bad. Seldom uh, gets mad. It kind of sounds like her, doesn't it? And I'll tell you this. It doesn't look like Hanna-Barbera animation at all. No, it's 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 a little different. It's got that uh, more postmodern feel. And the thing I remember about it was it was very um, is very timely. You know, it was very seventies ish mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, you, you kind of had those uh, roles, those family roles. You know, where the of course you know where the father would be working and the mother would be a housewife mm-hmm. and things like that. But the kids were were kind of uh, kind of hip to the changing world. You know, with the uh, um, women's rights and, and teenagers and i think the boy kind of had long hair you know and it was it was an interesting show and i still remember <laughs> even though i was oh man barely five years old i think when the, i was the, seeing in those shows the daughter looks like a fat velma yeah she did kind of <laughs> <laughs> well now you, you say that it was ahead of its time for being prime time but i mean what about flintstones and jetsons were they were both primetime sitcoms as well they were yeah. flintstones was yeah was jetsons primetime too pretty sure it only ran one season though Okay, I, did, I knew Flintstones was. Jetsons only ran one season in its original airing. Yes. Didn't wow. Flintstones have cigarette commercials in it? Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey guys, I gotta drop off. All right, Scott. Good to talk to you, my friend. Hey, be careful. Don't here. fall Same off the here. cliff. Thanks for calling in, sir. Yes, anytime. Thank you. We'll see you. All right. So glad to be rid of him. Wow. Well, let's talk about the new ones then. Yeah, let's finally talk about the stuff we like. This, no. is, this is no, I like all this stuff, but here's here's one that you know I shouldn't have been watching cartoons by my age at this time. Mm-hmm. Was uh, I, I gathered that because my friends weren't watching them, but Quickie Koala was the beginning of that. You remember Quickie Koala? I vaguely remember Quickie Koala. Yeah. He was like this disappearing koala. He, you know, they, there I think there was like a game warden that was trying to catch him. There was somebody who was trying to catch him. It's just vague memories. I just liked koalas, so I had to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> what was you know? I don't. I vaguely remember this. It had a great theme. Yes, I remember Quickie Koala. Does he disappear? Or is he just fast? I think he's fast, but it, but he goes so fast you can't see him. That's great. Also starring the Bungle Brothers, the biggest little act in showbiz, and Dirty Dog and his sidekick rats. Wow, that's something yeah, else. Yeah, basically, you know, three shows in one. Yeah, but yeah. That was fun. That was fun. A lot of the shows did that, though. Mm-hmm. They'd have their main character, and then they'd they delve off into other and things. And that late 70s, early 80s, a lot of the comedy shows did, the comedy cartoons would do that. Oh, and sure. then, And yeah. then you'd have, like, for example, your Smurfs or your Snorks, they would have... You know, thirty minutes and just two episodes, two eleven-minute episodes within their thirty-minute time slot. Right, Smurfs so, and Snorks. Yeah. Smurfs, you know, they turned into hour and a half. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Time. Yes. Yeah. And dude, and they snorks, were huge. Snorks were like teenagers underwater. Well, and they're and they're kind of considered a, a Smurfs ripoff. Schwa, I know we're cutting into your day, buddy. Um, how much more time you got with us? I, I can give you a few more minutes. Okay. It's hard to stop talking about cartoons. It is. It is. That's why I want to. But I know we're cutting into your time, so I want to get back. If you got anything else on your list we hadn't covered, because I'll keep I'll keep Shaz all day if I have to. <laughs> oh man, you know, uh, there were so many great ones, and as I was reviewing these lists, I, I didn't even think of them being Hanna Barbera back then. But um, they that was such a big influence on my life back yes. there. All of the uh, 
but there was one more that I had uh, highlighted that I wanted to mention that I remembered. Uh, it was Inch High Private Eye. Inch, yes, yep. Mm-hmm. Remember this guy? Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. Inch High Private Eye. He was um, he that that wasn't the ant. He was just a really no, short guy, right? He was just a little guy. Yeah, I think he was like there was a girl on it that would help him keep him in her purse or something. I think it was like his niece, maybe. Inch high, private eye. Oh, hi, Uncle Inch. It's a 409. Geronimo. Oh, my gosh. Who did his voice? I don't know if it was... Because I'm going to tell you something. Sounded a lot like Don Adams to me. <laughs> it did, didn't it? Don Adams did a lot. Well, he yeah, did, he did, but it. what's funny is like with his niece being there, talking into a little compact, I mean, that's that's straight up, uh, Inspector Gadget straight up ripped this thing off. Um, Lenny, oh, Weinrib Lenny Weinrib was inch high. Yep. Okay. Oh, wow. That's a, that's pretty cool. I You know what? I remember the cartoon. I don't know that I remember anything specific from it, though. Do you remember stuff from it, Schwann? Boy, I mean, like, as far as plots and stuff, no, yeah. but there's so many of them I don't. Sure. I just remember, one thing I remember about his design was that he always had his hand in his pocket. No matter, <laughs> even, no matter what he was doing. Really? He was, like, falling or jumping. He always had one hand in the pocket. Yeah, it's like in his coat pocket. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, the thing I always, that it was always kind of, you know, especially now as a comic book fan, and Chua, I know you're, you're big into the superheroes and stuff. Yeah. Is that, you know, Hanna-Barbera kind of walked between two worlds. Because after Filmation did their old DC stuff back in the 60s with the Justice League and, um, and Superman and Batman and everything, Hanna-Barbera would swing around and they'd get the Super Friends. Yep. yep, and and they did the Super Friends for the longest time, but then also when the '80s came along, um, Hanna Barbera got Spider Man and his amazing friends. <gasps> that was Hanna Barbera. That was Hanna Barbera with Firestorm, Firestar, or Firestorm. Firestar was her name. Firestar and Iceman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved that show. In fact, I did too. I watched that all the time. In fact, Firestar. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Hanna-Barbera, as I recall, because I remember at the end it would say Hanna-Barbera. And, um, well, then it was Hanna-Barbera. What's that? Then it was Hanna-Barbera. Well, that's, I mean, I'm just saying, I think I remember at the end it saying hanna But, um, yeah, but Firestar was one of the first, and I could be wrong. I may be getting corrected in the chat right now. Oh, it says produced by Marvel Productions on my page. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing, too. But I could have, again, they were, well, then they were aping uh, Hanna-Barbera. Because it really does look they were and sound. That style. Yeah, they were grape aping Hanna Barbera. Grape, grape aping, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but there was also, along with Spider Man, his amazing friends in the early '80s, there was an Incredible Hulk cartoon that was always pretty cool. That, yeah, that was another cool cartoon. I don't mm-hmm. think it was Hanna Barbera though. No, it wasn't. I guess now but that I'm looking at this, I loved the Incredible Hulk. That was a great one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um. And the thing is, it always got preempted on our local affiliate for stuff uh, when I lived up in Athens, Georgia. Really? It, it would always be affiliated for something sports, or they just wouldn't show it, or, say, or some a, such. baseball thing. Or baseball, yeah. And uh, But anyhow, uh, Firestar won, won the 
few characters to not originate in a comic book, but to make her way to a comic book from an animated series. Firestar, not Firestorm. But, uh, but yeah, dude, all those incarnations, though, of Super Friends were Hanna-Barbera. And I know you guys recently talked about some Super Friends on your show. Yeah. You talked about the all-new Super Friends hour. Yeah, the 1977 version. But now, do you have a favorite incarnation of Super Friends? Now they all blend together to me, really. Oh, come yeah, on now. Too. Come on, guys. They do. Oh, you're there gonna... were ones I liked more than others, but... You, I, you mean you know, a character or the or the show? I'm talking about... Because each season would end up being a new style. Like you guys mentioned when it started out, they had Marvin and Wendy and the Wonder Dog. Uh-huh. Again, there's that Hanna-Barbera having to put a dog in there. And then when you got the all new, and then when you got the all new Super Friends hour, you got Jan and Zane or Zan and Jaina. What's Jan? I love that. See, but they but they went through several seasons. Mm-hmm. They weren't just in all new Super Friends. You know what? Right. I'll, I'll tell you one that really stood out to me that I did like a lot. I don't know if it's my favorite or not, but it was the challenge of the Super Friends. There you go. Because exactly. The Legion of wasn't that the Legion of Doom? Yes. There were so many of the uh, yes. of the legendary villains. Yes. In that one, exactly. There was something with the rights, and I think it was still with Filmation. Maybe there was some there was some stuff with the rights to the Joker, as I recall. But um, dude, Challenge of the Super Friends was the first time on TV you really got to see these heroes go up against these villains, because for so long they were beholden to certain standards and practices where they were having to fight aliens from outer space or, you know, some kind of mischief situation. And then when you get Challenge of the Super... When that, when that intro comes up of Challenge of the Super Friends, and he's like, banded together from remote parts of the galaxy. And you're like, what? And you see Lex Luthor and Bizarro and the Riddler and Toy Man and Cheetah. Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy won't pants. Here we go. <laughs> Banded together from remote galaxies are 13 Sinestro, sinister villains of all Scarecrow, time. Black Manta, Captain Cold, dedicated to a single Brainiac was in this mess. And you're like, what? Only one group dares to challenge this intergalactic threat, the Super Friends. Oh. And they had everybody on this show. Hawkman, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash, Green Lantern was on this show on a regular basis. And you had Apache Chief still hanging around. And you'd have the samurai. Hazeko Nikayahu. That's what he said, by the way. And Man, That's good. <laughs> I love the Super Friends. Sorry, I didn't take it. Wait a second. Jason, the, the, the Wonder Twins weren't on this? They weren't on Challenge of Super Friends. These were straight out of the comic book. Wow. Characters except for Apache Chief and Samurai. Um, these guys were, and these villains, and, and I think the growing lady, I forget what her name was on the bad guys, but I think they were ones that were created specifically for uh, Super Friends, but yeah, none of the other stuff was, was in there. Now, J- Jan and Zane would come back around, or Zan and Jane would come back around um, later, I think. But uh, but yeah, because then you challenge the super friends. Then you had the world's greatest super friends, and then um, and then it would go away. They do some reruns, and then go away. And then they came back in the mid '80s, right in my wheelhouse with the legendary superpower show, and then Galactic Guardians. And that's where they got into like dark side storylines and everything, where like dark side was always, "I'll get you, super friends," you know. Yes. Was that See, was I that remember. when Lex Luthor had his uh, his green 
exosuit. Yeah, the power thing. suit. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, power suit, right. Yeah, Wait, Ken- they had toys to this. They dude. sure did. The Kenner Superpowers line. That's right. Yes, sir. Those were the first the first superhero action figures I ever had. Right. And a lot of it was like that Lex Luthor outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it fits with Star Wars. Well, and they redid Brainiac for that those later series. Oh, they made him more time. robotic. Made him look more almost like the Terminator. And um, and then uh, and so Marvel not to be outdone. That's when they put their Secret Wars toy line out, where yes. all the where all the characters had little shields with like the right. the lenticular, the lenticular stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Picture on it, guys. I could talk about this with you guys all day long. That's cool stuff. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> See, we finally got got into the superheroes. You've you've come way alive at this point now. Well, I just that that theme song gets me pumped up. Yeah, it does. It's a great theme song. I love the That's theme song. That's why they song. use the same theme all the time. Yes, they do. And and the and the way and they use it to perfection every time. And especially with the Challenger Super Friends, because it's like the, you know, there's this intense music, you know. And then who can stand against them? Bum, you go, Super Friends. You go. And and oh, yeah. You know, wouldn't it be great if somebody like could could capture that and do the intro to a podcast that'd be amazing that would be awesome that'd be amazing what would be even better is if someone could capture that in a justice league movie and slip that theme in at one point thank you don't just slip it in i want it obvious i want it right up front so you want the you want the justice league theme of the new justice league to be the super friends theme 100 150 percent nice i'm with you that might actually make it make it more appealing to me. I'm down like a clown, Charlie Brown. Well, I'll tell you this. They've done... I, I see where someone has cut together live-action Super Friends intro, Challenger Super Friends intro with footage from all the CW shows. Um, oh, really? Yeah. With the theme, of course. Oh, awesome. Yeah, with the theme, of course. So, uh, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Of course, now, did, now Schwa, Shaz, I don't see... I don't know where you stand on some of this stuff. Did you watch Smallville? I didn't oh, watch yeah. Smallville at all. Okay. Oh, I did. Well, I, I have every season on DVD. Yeah, I, I figured you did, Schwa, because I know you're the superhero guy. I didn't have cable. During, mm-hmm. When Smallville came out, I didn't have cable. I didn't have any access to... I had, like, two channels in the bedroom and two channels in the front yeah. room, and one of those channels was in both. Yeah, well, it was a WB slash CW show, Yeah. and those were sketchy, hard to get when you had nothing but an antenna. But do you right. remember there was an episode of Smallville where... Like they cut to a table and all these people sitting around the table was like Black Manta and there was Captain Cold and Roulette and Grundy was there and the Black Archer, the Dark Archer. Do you remember that? I don't I don't remember that. And Toy Man was, was communicating that, that must have with been him. Later on. It was what, late it was in the later season. Yeah. It was in the later season, mm. but it was fantastic. He cut to the Legion of Doom with that. So uh, they, yeah, uh, and that and that base they had that looked like Darth Vader. Come on, <laughs> come on! It doesn't get any better than that. It did look like Darth oh, no. Vader. It so. did just coming out of the swamp. Uh huh. I always thought it was like a Darth Vader action figure case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, isn't that what it was? Nice. Yes. It, it kind of was, considering who was in there. So, yeah. Oh uh, well, guys, um, we've been we've been going at it for a little bit now, and I I know we didn't really get too deep in, and and you guys brought some good information to the table about some stuff and everything, and I but I, and I knew you guys were the ones I wanted to talk to about the old Hanna Barbera stuff, and there's so many more. Like I would love to just do an episode focused solely on the Space Ghost stuff. 
Yes. And then focus solely on the Hercules. They do. A lot of these deserve their own shows. And I would love, but now we've got to come back and do the things we thought are Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. You know, and, and what tackle time is the, that? Is that a two? Sure. Let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Schwa, I mentioned your superhero interests and everything, and you have some superhero podcasts. I'd love for you to plug them. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know what? Uh, with I have three different podcasts about superhero shows that I do with Jovial J. Shepard, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Case Files. And if uh, anybody was watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. first season and then kind of got out of it because uh, they didn't think it was very interesting, you got to come back. Um, I will it's second that. Right I will now. second that. The first half it of the season, especially, a, was really good. Yes, and it's it is getting great. So anyway, so Agents of Shield case files is one. Then we talk about the uh, CW show Arrow, mm-hmm. and uh, that is uh, a uh, Green Justice is the name of that podcast. And then finally, we talk Flash, which right there. I don't like to pick favorites, boy, but uh, that is definitely up there on my top. TV shows that are on right now. The Flash now. came out swinging, did they not, sir? Yes, they did. I mean, yes, that, that's did. a and show. I've always been a Flash fan. So oh, really? I was excited. Cool. I was excited when that came. Good. So, Scarlet Velocity is the name of that mm-hmm. one, and you can find those at randomchatter.com and on iTunes. Of yes. Course. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the Flash to me, I've I've kind of had I've had a hard time. It's been back and forth, up and down with me this season. Um. I'm hanging in there with it, still enjoying it, but it, it but I the flashpoint thing really threw me off and and I just haven't liked the way they've dealt with time travel. Yeah, um, it, it's it's been different. Yeah. I I would have liked to see them go in a little different direction. I know why they did it. Yep. But uh I think I think they could have done maybe even been a little bit more adventurous mm-hmm. in their uh far out ideas. But yeah. I think it's going to get good the second. Half. Yeah, I do too. Oh, I'm looking forward to more of it. I tell you what I have been loving though is Supergirl. Oh yeah, love Supergirl. Yeah, on me on the too. CW, Arrow has been hit or miss for me the entire series. Yep. Um, yep. It, it, a lot of people agree with you yeah, on that. It's just been hit or miss. I mean, it's been a lot of hits, you know. Uh, but it, it they they did the thing of going too dark too fast, and, and it's hard to pull up out of that, you know. Yeah, although I I will have to say this in in defense of my Arrow because <clears throat> Green Arrow is a is a difficult superhero to base something so huge on yeah sure and i think that they they've done a really good job with it because they are not afraid to try some different stuff each season Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's worked and sometimes it hasn't yep but um i love that they are trying things that you never thought they would try indeed indeed um, i think that's i think i think that goes actually really helped yeah i think that goes for all of those arrowverse shows though all the CW, yeah, yeah, you know, superhero shows. I think it goes for all of them. I have not been able to get into Legends of Tomorrow. Um, yeah, that one. That one's a lot, lot more lighthearted and just mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, it's not so much, uh, you know, superhero-y. It's just kind of a, a fun little yeah. sideshow for me. But I enjoy that one. It, it just the the early. I've got to go back and revisit it just because I don't know if I wasn't just in the right mindset when it started out, but I just couldn't stick with it for whatever reason. But um. But I love the invasion crossover, man. That it was, was some good. good stuff. That was some good stuff. And I say this when when Derek and I talk Flash and we talk Supergirl and everything on some of our shows, I always say that regardless of what these writers say, they owe a great debt to Smallville because oh, 100%. because there there's sometimes I watch in Flash and I'm like somebody watched Smallville. 
That's why they're doing this right here. There were some things, like right down to the season finale of season one. The season finale of season one of Smallville, Clark's running into a tornado to stop it. The season finale of Flash, <laughs> season yeah. one, running into a big whirly gig thing. So, anyhow. Oh, yeah. So well, that's. No, I think even I think the writers and producers would all tell you that they they were influenced by a lot of things like that. Smallville, the 1990s Flash series. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm even like Lois and Clark. Yeah. I think they've yeah. been influenced yeah. by that, and and they they have no qualms about it. They love bringing all those actors mm-hmm. and actresses back from those shows and letting them do some uh, some roles. Yeah, I was given the uh, the full Batman 66 series on Blu-ray for Christmas, and I've yet to crack that thing open. I can't wait to sit down with that and watch some of that. I am jealous. I love you it. You are lucky. Yeah, I, I am. So where's the one-stop shop? Uh, obviously iTunes for, for all those podcasts, but you also gave a website for that. Uh, randomchatter.com. Randomchatter.com. All right. And, and Shaz, tell us about where we can find some techno retro action. You can find all kinds of retro action at RetroZap.com. Oh, yeah, that place. It's loaded. Mm-hmm. Loaded. It's yeah. got a lot of Star Wars, but it's got yeah. other stuff, too. Got some movie shows. Got some Dune. Yeah. Got some uh, got, got music shows. Yeah. You've got, uh, what, what else is it? Oh, the Animaniacast. Mm-hmm. You'd like this. Yeah, I'm sure the, I would. The Animaniacast, yeah. I'm sure I would. Games, Argcast. There's uh, all kinds of stuff. The Deucecast movie show with Michael Knipp. With no K before the nip. Why do you? <laughs> you know Mike Nip. I know Mike Nip. Mike Michael High Nip. Michael High Nip. That's yeah. what you call him. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, but you you can find uh, also the non-official flagship of RetroZap.com, uh, Techno Retro Dads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not really the flagship, but still, that's where we are. But it should uh, be. And you can find us on <laughs> iTunes, of course. Did you say could should be? I said it should be. Yeah. <laughs> I sure did. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Well, listen, I, I've been saying, you know, I've said that you guys, you belong in the Goliverse, and I hate that you got poached by, by Tavano and company over there. <laughs> he was uh, he was on the chat earlier. Yeah, I saw him, and he's, and he's donated in the, uh, in the marathon. I can't, I cannot recommend enough checking out Techno Retro Dads. If you love 70s, 80s, uh, pop culture and, and a lot of this year they're doing the resonance that is uh, the the shockwave of nineteen the aftershocks if you will of nineteen seventy seven so check them out techno retro dads it's a, it's worth your time guys thanks for coming on and talking oh, some cartoons with me lots of your time man uh, and Steve thank you for doing this yes uh, this is just phenomenal and I, the world is lucky to have you out there with with such a a great cause and um, great entertainment that we can enjoy while we're doing something good for people well so, I, pre- I just wanted to tell you thank you well i appreciate the sentiment and it, you know, listen it's all the listeners man it's the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe that's doing it so i'm just uh i'm just talking while they do it basically so <laughs> if you need me i'll be over here in the corner just kind of talking to myself uh you know so we are up to 1235 dollars total i don't i haven't done the percentage on that but that's over 20 percent of the way there and uh man we thank you so much for donating at geekoutonline.com slash cure that's where you can go to donate and uh we thank everyone for tuning in and listening if you're listening via the podcast feed you can still donate uh through the end of the week and maybe beyond based on how bad i screwed up the dating situation on this particular giving page um so uh, so help us out. Help us hit our goal and uh, help out Cure. Find out more about Cure at curechildhoodcancer.org. 
and uh, and see what else you may be able to do for them for a great, fantastic cause. Uh, for Shaz Bazaar, for Jedi Schwa, I'm Steve Glosson. We'll see you on the next Geek Out Loud. Yeah.